0: Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike.
1: Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall. Got a little something that we should listen to. All right. I met
0: a traveler from an antique land who said... Oh, cool so cool and i think you know maybe our audience is wondering why we're advertising for a now defunct amc network show <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, brian cranston from breaking bad and this was the poem they read in the promotional material for the final episodes
1: yeah yeah even i who watches very little tv knew that that's that's how far-reaching the impact of that series is um, and how interesting that they use this, you know, poem from the romantic era uh, of, uh, of art, poetry, uh, to talk about this very modern show with such modern, uh, uh, not just a modern setting, but a modern uh, sensibility, you'd think, right? And, and yet they use this poem, this uh, sonnet by Percy, we've had a debate about this. I, I thought going growing up, it was Percy Bith Shelley. It's spelled Bish or something like that. But um, anyway, yeah, this is Ozymandias by Percy Bith Shelley. I'm just going to keep saying it that way because I want to.
0: And I like it. Yeah, so you, so you think about it. Yeah, when when Breaking Bad was on, it was the most cutting edge show on television. Right. Nobody would seen anything quite like it. Right. And then to introduce the final episodes, they use this classic poem from, from the 1800s. Yeah uh so so what is it uh you you know and we didn't start off we, we didn't become aware of the poem because of Breaking Bad you were obviously aware of it much much farther back uh, uh, yeah so, so as you know as my shallow superficial pop culture self uh, yeah, yeah I knew it from Breaking Bad uh so so how did uh, how did you come across it and then oh, man. and then you- what it the,
1: this is what's so great about us doing this because we're really trying to make it a book club. We didn't research and, and do a bunch of you know deep diving on you know the websites of literature PhDs. I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name. I just thought this was good stuff, right? That we should, this would be good for a workplace to talk about. So Mike, the impromptu answer to your question is, there was a children's science fiction series when I was a kid called the Tripod series and uh, yeah, there was a character in that named Ozymandias, uh, or Oz, I can't remember how they, they did it. But basically, he quotes this because he's talking about uh, uh, the wreck of, uh, I can't remember if he's, it, it's, aliens took over the planet. And I think he's talking about how, you know, the human civilization is just fading into dust. I think, I think that's it. Or, or maybe he was talking about the alien civilization was going to crumble too. I can't remember now, it's been so long that's where I discovered the poem. So yeah, it's been pop culture all the way down. Every okay. bit of it. Breaking Bad, the Tripod Trilogy. Uh, yeah, it's all the same.
0: Okay, I thought maybe you were, you know, in grade school, you were reading, you know, great British uh, poetry, <laughs> you know, as part of your preschool assignment <laughs> and stumbled across it in your in your research. The, uh, so yeah, I feel better now.
1: Well, while I was uh doing my coloring book to the works of Bach I uh encountered this poem in one of my later years yeah no no just uh just ran across it in pop culture just like everybody else I think um but so here's the thing is let's do what we've been doing and and talk about what does it say what does it mean what does it mean to us let's like let's just sort of take those three questions what does it say so um, this one is maybe a little more, you know, it's a poem. So this, this has got some imagery, some, some things that are said, uh, you know, that, that sound pleasing to the ear, but maybe don't immediately jump out as, as what it's talking about. But if, if, I, if I, I guess I want you to interrupt me as much as possible, Mike, but I'll try to just quickly summarize here. You know, he says, I met a traveler from an antique land who said, quote, the rest of the poem is the quote. So, right, right. Well, so, I, think
0: so if, I think if you just look at that, you know, what's interesting to me is it wasn't a firsthand account. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, the old, hey, yeah, I met a guy hey, right. I, and he told me about this, you know, right. and I was so impressed. I wrote a poem about it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's even, yeah, it's even less impressive as far as, you know, what was going on over there because, I didn't
1: even see it. Some other guys tell me about it. Yeah, whatever Ozymandias came up with, it's, it's all just at this point a secondhand story. And it's a secondhand story about a broken statue. I mean, that's really, you know, two vast and trunkless legs of stone. You know, the guy didn't even have his torso anymore. Just this poor statue is just a couple legs. And then near them on the sand, this half sunk a shattered visage lies. Just a little bit of this face, a frown, a wrinkled lip a sneer of cold command. You know, this is, this is, this is a, you know, some mean mama jamma. And it says, um, you know, that, that visage tell that it's sculptor. Well, those passions read, which yet survive. In other words, you know, there is something that survived here it's and it's the work of the sculptor that, that, you know, uh, shows what Ozymandias was really like. Um, the part right. that always confused me here was that next little bit is what survived was stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And if I understand it correctly, it's, it's basically saying the artist's hands mocked up this, uh, the, the passions of this Ozymandias and, and also mocked up the heart that fed those passions. You know, so he really, you know, this sculptor did a great job capturing you know, what a, what a, a, a commanding, powerful figure, heartless figure this fellow must have been. Um, right,
0: right. So yeah, that's the first half. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's talking about uh, Ozymandias's, uh, you know, hands and heart and, and things like that, uh, where, where you know this is this is the guy who was handing out things and and, and making fun of the peasants and yeah uh, I can see
1: that too yeah that,
0: you know that type of uh, yeah this was who that guy was
1: I, I can see that too um so so we you know long story short I heard about a guy who saw this broken statue of this ancient king who was proud and powerful and uh, maybe a little evil and um and it's a broken statue. And then we get the the final bit and i'll just read it again you know um, and on the pedestal these words appear my name is ozymandias king of kings look on my works ye mighty and despair nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck boundless and bare the lone and level sands stretch far away can we just pause a minute boundless and bare the lone and level sands stretch far away all those all those sounds keep getting repeated. It's very pretty, um, but anyway, yeah. He he reads. You know that this king thought. You know, look. You know, look how awesome I am, and and yet he's in the middle of a desert. Nothing remains, just a broken statue. It oh yeah, last. yeah,
0: yeah. In the the literally, his face is in the dirt, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, just, yeah. I'm face down in the dirt at this point. Uh, you know and he was going for the ancient neener, neener. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, in your face uh, yeah exactly. you can think you're cool but you'll never be as cool as me you know? <laughs> that's right and, and some guys then are looking at him in the ground like yeah, you know that's all i see is your yeah. your broken face in the dirt and just you know endless sand
1: yeah not much here yeah not, not much going on
0: not that impressed so and
1: i i think i read um like when i did read this and study it in high school uh, for english class i think i remember that this was they that ozymandias they think was ramses the like the the one who moses said let my people go so yeah, he was, was
0: yeah the yeah the british translation of ozymandias is ramses the second there you go the, the pharaoh of egypt so there you go uh, apparently yeah, there was another word in his name that that to the British sounded like Ozymandias.
1: Have you been doing research, Mike Marshall?
0: Well, you them? you you got me interested in this. Like <laughs> you sent me this poem. Well, actually, here's how I got the poem. I was out running and then
1: Siri read it to me.
0: Uh, you know, you know that you had sent
1: it via text. Cuz yes, I sent it via text and Siri read it to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm running <laughs> I'm awesome. like, what's wrong with Ramsey? Uh, <laughs> As he hit his head uh, you know uh, so so yeah then uh, yeah then yeah i'm like well i don't know who ozymandias is uh, he sounds like a cool dude i'm gonna look him up and sure <laughs> enough yeah he, he's ramses the second
1: as we know him as as we know him yeah yeah uh so all right so we we get what the poem is describing what what does it mean i mean what what are what are some some truths that you could pull out of this poem in your mind
0: well i think uh narcissism
1: might be (laughs) bad (laughs) yeah don't get cocky
0: yeah yeah, don't get cocky don't think you're all that and a bag of chips (laughs) Uh, and that and that uh, the test of time will determine uh will be the ultimate judge of your awesomeness yeah uh, of your legacy and so, yeah, what, what, what seems important now probably isn't going to be all that important years from now.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's a lot of contrasts. You know, the, you know it's, it's you know, this amazing statue, but it's broken. It's, you know, he says, look on my works and all you can see are, you know, is the sand. And he's talking about his works, but really the only work we have left is the artist's work, the sculptor's work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there, there's a, there, there are some things that maybe do stand the test of time, but a lot of what we put stock in as being great really, isn't that great. You know, it's, it's, it's just not going to last.
0: You know? Oh yeah. Last. Yeah. This is the British version of don't sweat the small stuff.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Well, you've moved us right into application by saying that. So what does it mean to us? What <laughs> explain yourself?
0: The, uh, well, yeah, so, you know, we tend to freak out about very small things, minor things. And, yeah. you know, that old saying, uh, you know, that that uh, readjustment saying of, you know, in a hundred years, will anybody care, uh, mm-hmm. right? In a hundred years, will anybody care that that you wore those shoes? Uh, yeah, that you, you showed up five minutes late or you know, right. whatever it might be, right? Whatever you're freaking out about at the moment. Right. Will it matter in the in the long run? Right, and so the poem is a is a wonderful reminder of that. And so yeah. there are some things that mattered. and are you putting those first? Uh, right. And right, those things that are worthy of your contemplation and concern and care. Uh, are they, yeah? Uh, are they elevated to the level they need to be elevated, or are these superficial things pushing them aside?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was just talking about this with actually some other people that do automotive work uh, with us, and this this is hysterical. But my door has just opened. Uh, one of those. I thought
0: I had a ghost.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's it's one of my sons. So so here's a real test: is does Mark say hey I've got a really important podcast to do or do I find out what this interruption of this eternal soul standing next to me is all about so give me one second here what do you need buddy laundry piano reading we did all those, much. okay you can do it okay well, we didn't read a whole book. why don't you why don't you read one more picture book how about that? Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's a perfect example, right? I don't even know that I'm going to edit that out because, um, you know, it's like these moments, um, like that's that's the impact, right? That's, that's the impact that I leave on the world is what his soul is going to do with the world and what the souls he impacts are going to do with the world. Um, that happens to be one of the four... Well, let's say five, you know, I'll include my wife with that. You know, that's, that's the unit I've been given, but I don't think, I don't think it's just that, right. It's, it's, I I look at workplaces. I've got a, I've got a fascinating manager who has assembled a team of youngsters and he has plucked them from just really, um, uh, uh, places where they weren't going to thrive you know, brought up in a family where it was a rough situation or stuck in a dead end job at work. And he just sees their potential and he has taken them and he has groomed them and they are eternally grateful. And I kind of wonder if that phrase is maybe, you know, truer than we realize, you know, that that gratitude just might be eternal. Right. It just might be that kind of an impact that you leave on that soul. Um I was talking to a gentleman last night he uh, he's a Christian and he said one of the reasons he's a Christian is because of an atheist band instructor that he had who had had just not it, it wasn't like you know, oh man, I don't want to be like him. It was like this atheist band instructor literally called him on the carpet for some things when he was a young man and he was like, wow I, I gotta get I gotta get my life figured out here and that was one of the things that pointed him toward. Christ, and he went back and told this guy. He's, you know, he said literally, "I want you to know, you, <laughs> you helped me become a Christian. Thank you, Mister Atheist." But that's an impact, right? That like that's an impact. Um, hmm. So what what kind of an impact are we going to have? Can I say it for eternity?
0: You know, right, right. So and yeah, the 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 and what you what you're doing right with, with raising your children is is yeah, long after your your face down in the dirt, yeah. <laughs> and, then whatever it is that you've passed along to them will still continue forward. And, right. and ideally generationally, but you know, hundred years from now, yeah, uh, some, some core component of what it is that, that, that you believe is, is still alive in them.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, you implicit in what you just said is my kids will be face down in the dirt and their kids will be face down in the dirt. You know, that the, 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 the lives we have here are going to run out, you know, that the time will end. And so what do you, what are you investing that time in? You know, is, is it, is it the next generation? Is it things that are of eternal significance? Um, Is it things that are going to impact the culture around you? Um, Or, you know, is it just money or just that, you know, that, that uh, pursuit that you've wanted to have—that's you know just for the sake of winning or uh, something. Something where it, that's just not gonna—it's just not gonna matter. You know, the the car is gonna rust. The uh, you know the 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 jewelry is gonna corrode. What, whatever it is that happens to be your thing, um, there—that's not going to be eternal. It's just not.
0: Mm-hmm. The uh, this is fascinating and and all of it stemming from a, from a very short poem. Yeah. Not a a, a lengthy sonnet uh, in it by any stretch. So, uh, so when you think about, right, what would be the conversation in a workplace, right? Could you, could you have this conversation with a management team? Right. Talk about, you know, what is the legacy of this team? You know, not not the shoes we sell or the cars we fix. Uh, It's, it's the people that we impact.
1: Well, you and I have both used the uh, obituary exercise, right? Write, write your obituary. What do you want it to say? And um, I've seen variations of that where it's, you know, your, your company has closed after 100 illustrious years, you know, what are, or, or you're about to, uh, you know, retire. Uh, what do you want to be in your speech as you, uh, you know, uh, attend your retirement party? Uh, what what are the things you want said about you after you're gone? Whatever it is, some variation of that. Like we're we're, we're going to leave an impact. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I've worked with clients where you know it was really important to them to have a statue up front, literally. And um, it, you know, you can't help but think of Ozymandias when you when you think about that, because it's really the lives on the inside that are the big deal, right? It's the relationships. Yes. So
0: as um, we've seen, uh, they take the statues down. Right. So, <laughs> <they do. laughs> so it, might, it might have seemed that the you know you know a few years back you'd have thought that was a kind of a permanent reminder but yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it's nope. worn down yeah. and, and you know the whole thing can be can be summed up in that that classic scene uh final scene you know from charleston heston's uh, you know <laughs> looked academy award-winning movie <laughs> right. uh planet of the apes that's exactly right where he's, where he's kneeling in the sand and the statue of liberty is is you know face down in the dirt and yeah yeah he wonders what's happened uh, yeah so, so yeah that is the uh that is the ozymandias moment uh, of, of you know that era of film
1: way to bring us all the way back to modern pop culture media as we wrap this up, that's perfect, Mike. Thank you for that.
0: Well, you're welcome. And it's really because there's nothing else in my head. <laughs> Except, you know, the ability to sing the ingredients of a Big Mac. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. There, I didn't store anything else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can see where this would make for, for an incredibly interesting conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you want that legacy to be? That's the question. I think you're right.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, speaking of profound voices in our lives,
1: let's, uh, let's as we record on his very birthday, Mike Marshall. Yes. yes. Yeah. Man.
0: Who knew that that Mr. Wolf and the Groundhog uh, appeared on the same day? Yeah. yeah.
1: No comment. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely no comment.
0: Something going on there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we hope you found this of value. Uh, If you like, uh, hit subscribe, uh, hit the bell uh, so you'll be notified uh, on our next podcast. And uh, we appreciate you being here. So go ahead and tweet that or share it any other way you want. As always, there are no rights reserved, no trademarks, no copyrights. Share it if you want to. And join us next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius.